Yeah. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. To another edition of Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning in studio with none other than the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Little post-draft episode of Moneyline. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm I'm hyped. We finally got some puzzle pieces together. We know where where we hope that it fits the the landscape of things going forward. Yep. But I'm excited to have more football to talk about. Behind the glass, rocking it every single Sunday from ten to noon at Clutch City Camps, where you can find them. Cam, what's up, players? What's going on, Cam? Did you have a nice weekend, my man? I did, up until a little audio <laughs> malfunction just now. It happens to the best of us, and usually we come in from a, maybe maybe it's a sign. We'll come into money on our mind, because that's what we're going to try to produce today. The Rockets, Warriors, is here. The wait is over, and I'm excited to get this going. Uh, no more talking, right? We've, we've, we spoke about it through the offseason, through the whole year. This is what we've been looking forward to. The day is here. Take the gloves off. Let's go. It's time to do it. We're going to run it back, as they say, Jerry. That's what the Rockets have been talking about all year. That It's finally here. They're running it back. A little earlier than we anticipated. It's not the Western Conference Finals, but I'm okay with that. I'm, I want to see this series. I don't want to watch another series of the Rockets versus whoever. Let's let's get it going, man. Rockets Warriors. At Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Or you can call or text us, 713-780-3776, 713-780-ESPN to get in on any kind of, I mean, I, I, you, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that, I, uh, that I'm advertising a max bet, a 15-unit max bet. That that Ooh. kickoff ten thirty twenty six minutes from now. If you want the if you want that bet, call in the show. Show some love. Let's get this going. I'm hyped today, man. You you must really like this bet, Jerry. That's a lot. I do, I do. And again, not a uh, not to get too deep into the bankroll management aspect of that. No, by no means am I saying empty the you know take out a second mortgage type thing. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm pretty confident, and I, I I like to be able to sweat games with you guys while we're on air. But Let's get to what the real talk of this weekend is, and that is the draft and everything that came with it. What are your thoughts as far as the Texans and what they did? Whew. Yeah, let's get into this a little bit. I think we all were a little surprised on the first night of the draft when they took Titus Howard. I, I think we were all kind of expecting a name we're a little more familiar with. I was familiar with his name because, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I do mock drafts and, you know, for Sports Map. And uh, so, you know, I was familiar with him, but he wasn't a guy that was commonly going in the first round. So that kind of threw some people off. But I will say this I know why they did it. And it's because they wanted a left tackle. And it may not have been what I would have done. I would have just taken the best tackle and not really worried about left or right. But they wanted a left tackle. And some people had Greg Little. Uh, the tackle out of Old Miss is, is being a possible left tackle. 
I know Daniel Jeremiah, who is doing the, the draft coverage for NFL Network, he kind of sees him more of, as a right tackle. Our own Lance Zerline thought he could play left tackle, but maybe, I guess the Texans didn't. So that meant that Titus Howard was really the only other dude. So I, I think the only thing that's maybe a little surprising is you think maybe they could have traded down and still picked him up and picked up some extra picks. But if he, if all the other NFL teams saw him as the only other left tackle that you know was, could be a starter... Then, then it makes sense why they did that. So we have to just kind of, you know, just go off the Texans and hope that they evaluated him right. He's kind of a project. The only thing that bothers me, and we'll get to the other picks because I really liked what they did on day two, but we're kind of counting on them to develop this guy. And, you know, with Davenport and some of the other tackles the Texans have had, they're not exactly great at developing offensive linemen. So that's what concerns me a little bit. Concern is something that comes across my mind as well because I came in thinking that we were going to get the best player available. Right. Right. That's what we heard Brian Gaines saying. Yeah. And I don't know if that exactly is how it went down because we did need, and don't get me wrong, we know we, know we needed to get the tackle spot. We needed to get an offensive line, and we needed to get uh, cornerbacks, yeah. defensive backs. And in the first three picks, we accomplished that. We did. But was it the best at that moment player available? Because if we were, if we were okay, let's say we were just fill, filling holes, then why did we take a tight end in the fourth round after we grabbed two last year? I, I think they did it for a reason. They don't like those guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I mean, seriously, we know that now. I think that's what it is. And one of them was punching out. Uh, one of the tight ends was yes. punching out windows. And, and that was the only time he's ever used his hand. Oh, oh. ripshot! Yeah, no, I mean, I think we we saw a little something from Ryan Griffin. There. I don't think he was very happy with the pick, but. Uh, they do need some help at tight end. They need a playmaker. So they went out there and did that. But I think Jawan Taylor might have been a guy. There were some other tackles that I think they could have addressed. They could have gotten a right tackle that a lot of people were more familiar with. Maybe had a higher draft grade for a lot of people. And by people, I mean, you know, the guys like Daniel Jeremiah and guys like Lance and Bucky Brooks and Mel Kuyper and, you know, all those guys. And, and, and who knows? I mean, they're they don't have they're not privy to all the, the medicals and all those type of things i'm hearing Jawan taylor had a knee issue and that's why he fell out of the first round so that was my big thing as i was watching the draft is is that's who i wanted but when i saw the entire league passed on taylor in the first round i was okay with it i wasn't mad at the texans because i was like hey there's obviously something there because every other team passed on him too so they get their tackle and then they get their corner in the second round lonnie johnson i kind of like him he's a uh, you know, he's a guy that looked really good at the Senior Bowl, but when I went back and watched his tape, uh, I wasn't overly excited. I mean, he he's good, but not great. He kind of reminds me of like a, a poor man's Aqib Talib, if you will. He's he's six two, two hundred and thirteen pounds, so he's a big corner. He's not like Kevin Johnson to where he's going to get hit once and be knocked out for a month because of a concussion. He's a bigger dude. I think they went out of their way to draft for size and speed and more prototypical type athletes. And, uh, you know, he ran a four five two, so he can run the vertical 38 inches, 15 on the bench press. I, I know combine isn't everything, but it just tells you with Brian Gain, he cares about measurables. This is a GM that he, he wants prototypical size for his players. And he got that here with Lonnie Johnson. I, I watched uh, three of his game tapes, so I, I thought he was good, not great. He's a physical guy. He is. And that's what I think sticks out about him. He, he's long and he's a, he could be a big press corner. 
And I, I like him, especially the day and age now where sometimes you need guys like that to take out a tight end, say, for example. Uh, it just – I like it overall. And, again, we filled holes that needed to be filled up. Yeah, we, we did. And, see, I watched this game against Georgia. I watched this game against Florida. And I watched this game against A&M. And I came away thinking – in the run game, he's not great. Like, he will – he'll come up and hit you. It's not that he's not physical. It's just he kind of missed some things, and he gave up some some big plays, actually, just because he kind of he, he kind of whiffed. So I, I didn't love that. And he's fluid. He, he's, he's quick. Not great makeup speed when he gets burned, but he's fast enough. I, I just hope he's a guy that's going to – you know, come in here and really be able to help them out because they don't have a whole lot on the roster. Roby's who will be he'll be yeah. competing with. So at, at least out of the two, something's got to come out of this. If whether we get that Roby in that one year he had that was such an outlier, or do you get does this pan, pick pan out? Uh, Man, that's that's tough, Jerry. I mean, you know what kind of bothered me about him is his ball skills. Like his coverage was pretty good, but I can't tell you how many times I saw him right there in perfect position. But he let the catch happen. So that, you know, I hope that's something they can kind of coach out of him. I mean, because it, it's your skills, right, that keep you next to the guy. You're quick, you're fast, you're, you're staying on your man, but you, you got to be able to react and see the football and make a play. So that, that's definitely something he, he needs to work on a little bit. And then as far as the rest of the draft, how did, what were your thoughts as far as just the way they closed it out? I saw they took the defensive end from Texas and yeah. then followed by a cornerback and a fullback. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I, I watched him quite a bit as well, the defensive end from Texas. He's a guy that he's got a great first step. He's he's really quick, and he was a 2018 uh, Big 12 Defensive Lineman of the Year. So he's not just some uh, some some gas can. Uh, he's 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 good. No, it, it, the only thing that's going to throw you off a little bit is uh, you know he ran a, a four nine forty. So that see what I saw your face right there, wow. right? So I think that's why that, that he fell down the draft board a little bit, and and that's obviously not great. But if you watch the tape, really quick first step, like he's a guy coming off the ball that he's really fast and he makes some plays. So so I'm okay with that. The, the one pick that I really did like was was in the second round, and I like the Sharping pick. I, I think that was a good pick, Mac Sharping out of Northern Illinois. I went. And, there wasn't a ton of Northern Illinois tape out there. Surprise, surprise, right? But I did find a little bit of it. I like him. Great in pass pro. Great in the run game. He, he's really good at blocking down on his guy and, and getting him out of the way and creating some space for the running back. He gets to the next level. He can move a little bit. I, I won't say he like he crushes everybody, but he's good at just getting the job done, getting in the way. Let me ask you this: Does it alarm you at all that? Two of the first three picks played against, let's call it, let's say, I guess, subpar competition with one going to Alabama State, the other Northern Illinois. How, how does that make you feel going forward? Can, do you think that because the Texans needed right now, guys? Yeah, for the for the holes that they're looking to plug, they haven't proven that that they can form these small college guys in anything. I mean, Davenport's been around for a few years and he's not increased his productivity. So this is going to be interesting because for me, that first pick was clearly that, that's what Jabo just said. Like you need guys for now, but you drafted a guy that is going to take a few years. I mean, this you don't waste a first round pick on somebody that you're going to start in three years. So. This whole offensive lineman type draft for me for the Texans was a little quirky. And you have a guy that played quarterback. Yes. Coming out, had, had, had to gain 100 pounds on a chicken spaghetti dinner uh, <laughs> uh, diet. Uh, Howard, yeah. Yeah, with, with Howard. I mean, it just, 
don't get me wrong. I hope it pans out, and I don't want to be one of those guys that says, man, they should have took this guy, and that's such a bad draft because we don't know. We won't know until going forward. But could they have been in a better predicament, say, if the Philadelphia Eagles don't swoop in and pull that move on them? (laughs) What did you think about that? I I, I think you know what I what I think about that. I think we'll have the big Lebowski. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. The next segment, we'll have a, a big Lebowski showing on this, uh, on this because uh, that was the spot. That, that was, was that hurt. That hurt. And, and leading up to about five, six, seven picks out from the Texans coming up, you started to get a good feeling because the, you looked up there and you started seeing those names weren't moving yeah. that you were looking at. Uh-huh. And you had one of those names circled. Yeah, it, we're going to get to that on the other side, guy. This, th- th- this is a something we call a tease in the radio business. We'll get to this on the other side, but uh, we want to see what the Big Lebowski thinks about the uh, the Eagles coming in and sniping the uh, the Texans pick. So we're just getting started here on Moneyline. We we have Jerry Bo's got this big big gambling play coming up. We're gonna we're gonna hit everything in the Texans draft. We'll get to some Rockets Warriors. So stay where you are. We'll be right back. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. With the 23rd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Titus Howard, tackle, Alabama State. Jesus, man, can you change the channel? You don't like my music? Get your own cab. I had a really rough... Now pull up to the side and kick your ass out. Man, come on. I had a rough night, and I hate the fucking Eagles, man. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. Call us. Yeah, text us in there. Or you can tweet us at Moneyline975 on Twitter. Just a, a little squad that tries to put some some long green ducats in the li- in the in the in the name of Booker T, the way he likes to say. <laughs> long green ducats. Every single Sunday, we like to put those in your pocket. Hit us up at Clutch City Cam at Josh Jordan975. Our man Brazilian Hector out there making sure everything gets routed correctly and making sure the podcasts get up on time. Don't miss out on those. Uh we have plenty of good content on those at uh it's it's always a blast here on Sunday mornings. No doubt about it. And you heard the big Lebowski right there, right, man? I I hate the bleeping Eagles, right? I mean, they just came and sniped the Texans right there. They had Andre Diller just sitting there. The Texans never could have seen that coming, sitting at 23, and the best tackle in the draft, a left tackle, about to fall right in your lap. And what happens? The Eagles trade in. They trade up. They didn't even give up that much to get that pick either. I think it was like a fourth and a sixth or something like that. I mean, uh, that, I mean that just killed me there because if the Texans had gotten Dillard there and then they followed it up at the Lonnie Johnson pick and Max Sharping, we'd all be sitting here talking about the Texans had the best draft and you know what an incredible job by Brian Gain. But now everybody's kind of that first round pick. Everybody's. A little nervous just because this is a guy that's going to take some time. He may not be a guy that starts right away. And and Deshaun Watson 
he needs somebody to protect him sooner than later. So I think that's what worries everybody is, you know, when when is Howard going to be ready to step in and play? That's And that's what hurts so much because not so much that the Eagles got a guy that for right now because he's going to sit behind Lane Johnson. Yeah, and they have Jason Peters too. Um, yeah, and Peters, excuse me, but uh, – it just, we needed that. Yeah, and it was a luxury pick for the Eagles. I, it, it's crazy to me that they felt a bigger sense of urgency to get him than the Texans did. And look, if Howard turns out to be a player, then then cool. I, you know, I'm I'm good. But just as a, you know, somebody watching the draft, when you see a player that you really covet just falling down the draft board, you can't just sit there and hope that he falls to you. You know, because everybody else in the league knows that you need a tackle. You're a sitting duck sitting there. They know they have to trade in front of you because they know what your needs are. And you just sit on your hands. I... I, I really wish, like, give up a pick for ne- from next year because I, I think they needed a fourth rounder to make that trade happen. But th- they didn't have a fourth rounder because of the Demarius Thomas trade. So, you know, throw them a three from, from next year. You know, d- just do something to move up that one spot. Make sure you get that tackle. That's just me. If Howard turns out to be a player, this it doesn't matter. But in that moment, it looked like the stars were aligning for the Texans, and then the bleeping Eagles come in and, and snipe you and take your players. So that was a little disappointing uh, on the, night one. The, the Eagles kind of mirrored what we saw Dallas do a couple of years ago. Dallas drafted a bunch of good offensive linemen in the first round a few years in a row and kept doing it, even though you kind of thought, why are they keep getting these offensive linemen? Well, when you have to protect your quarterback, can you really have too many good offensive no. linemen? And we've seen Carson Wentz. He's injury-prone the last two years. So, of course, the Eagles are going to go get the top-rated <laughs> offensive lineman that's left. They got to keep Carson Wentz healthy now that there's no Nick Foles, and the Texans just sat there. No, I agree. It reminds me of the Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember when the Patriots jumped in front of the Texans and took Jimmy Garoppolo? It looked like it was perfect. Like, oh, Jimmy G's going to be there. No, no, you're going to get sniped again. We that always happens. How? Texans fans, you know I'm right. We always somebody jumps right in front of us when it looks like the board is lining up. It's frustrating. Howie Roseman did it though, and that's uh, yeah. It, it's. I got a hats off, hats off for that because, like I said, he's a true left tackle, and I think he was the best pa- pass protector in the class, hands down to me. But uh, let's see what happens. That's why they play the game, right? It is, and, but, and they and, didn't and make any moves, Jerry. That, that's what bothers me. The, the, the one trade up they had, ooh, the seventh round. Let's trade up and get a fullback. You know, like that's yeah. And look, I I love Connor. You know, twelfth man. Like I, I cheer for the Aggies, but. If you're going to get the running back from A&M, why the hell didn't you just go steal Travion Williams in the fifth round? You know you need a running back, and you could have gotten the better Aggie one, who was supposed to be second-round, third-round talent and slipped all the way to the fifth round. But instead, you get the fullback. Who even uses fullbacks anymore? It's the perfect scenario over there, too, for with Jason Peters being 37. He'll, yeah. get, a, he'll get a year to sit behind him, learn, learn the ropes some, and... Like I said, look for look for him to Andrew uh, Diller to be right for years, yeah. for years. Let's we'll, we'll be hearing about this. Hopefully, it doesn't pan out that way. But I got a feeling he's going to be a franchise type guy. I do too. And I mean, just the thought at twenty three, you could get the best offensive lineman in the draft. They were that close. It was at twenty two. So, but hey. It's done. It's done. We just got to hope, you know, Howard turns out to be a player. It's probably going to take him a little while. And what we did notice is the Texans put a lot of stock in the senior bowl. They, they picked a lot of guys that, 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 you know, performed at the senior bowl that, that looked good. A lot of people were talking about. So let's let's hope they're right. They got the, you know, good look at these guys up close and personal. So let's hope they got their evaluation correct.
Let's get to uh, some of these calls before we go to yeah. break. We got our guy, and I'm, excuse me if I mispronounced uh, this, Quessy, he wants, uh, he's got questions about picks and the Bucks. What's going on? You're on Moneyline. Hello? Hey, how's it going? You're on Moneyline. How's it going? How's it going? What can I do for you today, my man? Uh, I, was, I was asking about the 15-unit max bet. It's we're gonna go to England, and a lot of people are waiting for this. We're gonna I'm, I'm gonna make it short and sweet so you can get to it. It's Manchester United, Chelsea, both teams to score. I think both teams get on the board right now. They're both fighting for uh, top four spots to be able to get to the Champions League. And the way Man United has been playing, they haven't been able to put the ball in the net right now today in this game. I believe that they they will. I believe they get on the scoreboard. And Chelsea's playing at the same time for for the top four as well. If you look at the way these teams play, the last time they played, it was a two one final score the game before that I mean Man United scored two so I'm not really worried about Chelsea getting on the board my my uh my worry is about United and in this game particularly that's why I'm not hitting the two and a half I think that a one one score is real real probable so go ahead and hit both teams to score on your book as I see that happening and maybe just a little bit on halftime over one okay 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 all right and is there anything you have in NBA yeah, for sure. For the Bucks, I think uh, I think that line's a little high. To be honest with you, uh, it just it just it's just tough for me because the way the Bucks blew blew out that first series, uh, it, it just it, they look like an unstoppable force. But this mm-hmm. is uh, they won that series, I believe, by ninety five points. The last there's no, that's second all time of a blowout in any series uh, as far as margin. The last team to do that in two thousand ten, that team ended up losing the next series uh, in six game so i don't want to put too much stock into what they're doing but i believe that the celtics know that they have to slow the game down and it's a big spread so i think it goes under and i think i would take the points okay 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 and what about any totals for uh the rocket game warriors i know that's going to be that's going to be a tough series that's going to be a big one and i actually have a huge play for that if you hold on uh and listen to the show i got some coming on that second hour i don't want to spoil it right now but uh yeah just just listen in and i'll have a big big right. play for that game though but uh, and also a series bet i got a feeling that there's a there's a value and there's a way to be able to bet it backwards after i don't want to spoil it but just listen i got a series bet all right, for all right you. i got you all right thank you jerry all right i appreciate you always supporting me man there you have it. And, man, we got another call on the board, but maybe we'll get to that one on the other side there. Well, we uh, we got Jake Asman coming on. 11 Ooh, o'clock. Yeah. Jake Asman. From the draft. He was yeah, at the draft. He was right? at the draft. Host on SB Nation. He'll be talking everything draft. I have a few questions I want to bounce off of him because I know that uh, the name Jadavian Clowney came up this week that maybe he could have got in discussions for trades, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I want to see how much truth there was to that. Okay. Jake's the guy to ask. When we get back, we'll talk about the rest of the draft. We talked to uh, Texans specifically now, but uh, the other teams drafted as well, and there was a few, few moves that didn't sit well with a couple of fan bases. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. 
You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. You can call, you can text us, or you can tweet us at Moneyline 97.5, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Clutch City Cam, at Jerry Bowe Knows with a Z. Let's talk some more money. We got Casino Joe on hold. Let's go ahead and get this call. He wants to talk to Spurs game and some picks. What's going on, Casino Joe? You're on Moneyline. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, well, I got your picks uh, that you just gave out in the last segment. I really appreciate that. Um, definitely appreciate the hard work, win or lose. But uh, really, I wanted to get your thoughts, Jerry, on the Spurs game. I mean, what the hell? You're, you're, down, you're down four with 26 seconds left. And you're not fouling. Now, granted, I had the Spurs plus six and a half, so I was pretty happy. But it looked like the Greg Popovich and the rest of the people on the floor for the Spurs had uh, their self plus six and, and didn't want to take a push. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I was I was on the same as you. I had him. I actually caught him live, so I had him at ten and a half. Uh, but I, I, I was thinking the same thing as you. Like, why aren't they not fouling? And it just I kept looking at Popovich and it's, you know the team's looking over and he didn't make any moves. I think he was confused because I don't see him going out like that. And I believe they had a timeout left, so I don't see them going out like that. And it, it was just confusing. It reminded me of last year in the in the March match and not this last tournament, the one before though, where uh, Florida State didn't foul against Michigan. Remember that? And that was at the end, and they let it in. All, all randomly like that, and people started getting conspiracy theories. But on this one, yeah, it was – you don't expect Pop to make that kind of mistake. It was a four-point game, and, and there's still plenty of time, and you don't – you never know. But in a game seven especially, it just – it just confused me, but I'm glad that we were on the on the on the correct side, and I appreciate you uh, supporting everything with the with the bookie busters and all. And stay tuned, man. I got a I got a few bets I'm going to drop throughout this show, so I appreciate you listening in. There you have For it. Sure. Yep, Jerry's going to have a Rockets bet a little later. Everybody listening, so little Rockets Warriors action. So stick around. Jerry will be dropping that. We've been hitting on the draft, and also if you want to watch the show, we're on Twitch. Just go to ESPN975.com. Right there, you can watch the show. Check it out. So we were talking a little bit about the draft. There were some picks that, that were, I think, really good. We talked about the, the Charles Amenahu pick. I think that was a great value pick in the fifth round, the defensive end from Texas. I watched a lot of his games, and he's a guy he lines up inside. He lines up outside on both sides, left, right, doesn't matter. Great first step, great get off. I mentioned that a little earlier. So I think... He's a guy that can really get in that rotation on the D-line. I think that was some good value. I, he... Great first step, and as I said earlier, I was really shocked with the four nine forty. Like you don't see that as much on tape because he is constantly making the tackle. You know, get back quickly. He's putting a lot of pressure, but he is a guy that he kind of just has that burst, right? If he gets slowed down and then he has to ramp it back up to chase a quarterback down or something like that, like he's not that dude. You know, you get that first burst, and if if he gets a little bit of leverage and gets past you, you got a real good shot at him getting to the quarterback. But if he gets diverted at all or slow down he's not going to be able to ramp up and put that pressure on again so he's one of those guys where he's got that burst but but that's about it but he's long you know really long arms big dude so he can really kind of use his leverage i like that pick a lot and let's face it i mean you know jj watts 30 now he's not going to play forever so they do need to keep adding no to the deep. yeah i'm just saying i i he's not tom brady if maybe you can play forever if you know you're married to a witch like giselle and you know you're in your 40s winning super bowls but you know defensive linemen don't typically play as long as quarterbacks so 
I like that they added some depth there. We didn't talk about the sixth-round pick, Xavier Crawford. Uh, he's a cornerback out of Central Michigan. And I went and looked at Lance Zerline's uh, draft notes from him because I didn't watch a lot of Central Michigan football this year, Jerry. No, not at all. I, I hate did the to same say, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I went and looked a Western at, Michigan fan, eh? No, you know, I didn't watch as much of them as I would have liked to. I'm going to do it in the offseason. I'm going to catch up on all their games. It's Mac season. Yeah. Return of the Mac in <laughs> the offseason. Return of the Mac. Cue the music. And they probably had that music played when he got drafted to all those crafty producers. But Lance's notes say he's kind of a, you know, he might be a special teams guy. He might be a depth guy. But I did notice his draft grade was right on the bubble of where Lance considers a guy that he, he could be a possible starter in the NFL. So, you know, maybe he will surprise. But, you know, we'll see. At least it looked like I, I believe he ran in the, the high four fours. So another guy that can run, they're, they're addressing speed, Jerry, which we've been saying that about the Texans forever. they got to get faster. And he could play outside or in Nick yes. which he both played in college. All Mac team, first team. Uh, it just They needed something. They did. And I, I like the tight end pick. I believe it's Kahali Waring. Uh, Man, I went. There's not a ton of tape on him either. San Diego State. He wasn't a, a full time starter, so that's kind of the deal. Is he's kind of a projection, and, and that's kind of the the story of this draft, right? Kind of a projection, kind of a project, kind of guy. He, I believe, he was like a water polo player and a basketball player that kind of just got into football late. So once again, another guy where they're going to have to develop him a and little. That's bit. what scares me, right? Josh, because yeah. I wasn't looking for that this draft. Yeah. I wasn't looking for well, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to develop these guys and this guy we used to be a quarterback and this guy used to play water polo <laughs> and I don't I don't want that I wanted now I wanted guys that can get but don't get me wrong these guys can they got they can compete for spots sure. because of the need of the team and like you said as far as drafting another tight end maybe they didn't like the other two they got last right. year and then now you got Griffin out there punching windows so <laughs> he's got a path to starting and then the fullback that they were selected in round seven O'Brien saying that he'll start I, I, I fine, sure. You know, I'm just like, who uses fullbacks anymore? The like, team didn't even say. carry that on the roster last year. No, they. Uh, I think they had Prosh for a while, and then they got rid of him. To and- be honest, I I went back when they when they drafted him. I was like, who? Who's the fullback last year? And I, I couldn't really think of it. No, I think they were just using a, a tight end, basically. Yeah, they as haven't a fullback. had a fullback since Vonta Leach. Well, they had that uh, was years ago. <laughs> they, they had a Prosh, right? Right, yeah. right. But I, again, like. Why? Like, did you really draft a guy just so he could be a special teamer? Like, no. I mean, I, that might be part of it, Cam. And, and that's when you get towards the sixth and the seventh round, you are looking for special team guys. And let's face it, the, the Texans were finally decent on special teams this year. We haven't been able to say that for years. So you know, maybe that's part of the thinking. And you know, if you're going to protect Deshaun, you're you're going to want to run the ball. So maybe they're going to you know bring a fullback into the set and, and try and be a little more physical. Maybe, but boy, you don't see that a lot in the NFL anymore. Well, let's wrap up Texans a little bit. Something, let me, let me write off of that. You don't see this very often. And something you don't really see is whenever you draft a quarterback so high and then getting rid of them so, so quickly. Yeah. And that's what happened in Arizona. And there, the smoke screens are gone. The, the speculations are out the door. Kyler Murray is. On the Arizona Cardinals, any way you want to like it, hate it or not, he's here. What do you think this does for that organization going forward? Man, it, they needed a quarterback, and him with Kingsbury makes a lot of sense. I think he's a good fit for that system. You know, they, I think they, I guess they did okay getting a second rounder for Josh Rosen. Look, I like Kyler Murray. I, 
I'm a little worried though. Like me, I would never draft a five foot ten quarterback with the number one overall pick. That's you know, I'm, I'm more of a scary. Tra- yeah, I'm a traits scary. guy. And if you don't have the traits, I'm I'm not going to take an outlier with the number one overall pick in the draft. That's just me. But you know, no guts, no glory. You know, they rolled the dice and they took him. And I think Murray will be good. I, I'm kind of worried that there's not a lot there in Arizona, right? As good as he's going to be, you have a, a thousand year old Larry Fitzgerald, you know, Christian Kirk. He's okay, but he's young. We'll see what happens. You do have David Johnson, but he didn't do much last year with Rosen. You know, their offensive line isn't great. We'll see if, how their draft improves them. But, you know, I. I'm not immediately, you know, bumping the Cardinals up for their win total because they drafted Kyler Murray. I don't know about you, but they gave them a few weapons, not to say that these guys will be anything, but they added second round picks. Uh, Andy Isabella, wide receiver, a little speedster. He'll compete. And they also a guy that dropped on a lot of people's boards, Hakeem Butler. Yeah. And he ended up going with the 103rd overall pick. Something that people thought that he would be a lot higher, but from what I read, I read his route tree was limited, and it, that's that's a, happened also with DK Metcalf. We'll, we'll talk about him in a second, but that's something that you you thought that the wide receivers might have gone. I think I think there was a lot of hype around them that that really shouldn't have been there. I yeah. mean, some people were they had DK show up. Yeah, a lot of people thought he'd be a first round pick. They had him show up. How embarrassing is that? Dude, that's the worst. But see, I think with him, it was it was that neck fusion, like the injury. I think is what pushed him down a little bit. Like we knew his his route tree was limited, and he was so tight at the combine. Remember he, his three cone, his lateral agility was terrible. I think it was way over seven. So I think people are worried that he can only really kind of run go routes and slants. If you look at the Arizona Cardinals' first first four picks, Kyler Murray, Byron Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington, which a lot of people had graded as the high, the best cornerback. They do, but he. he Ran a slow 40, and he's not that big. So that's what scared some people off. Andy Isabella, Zach Allen, and then Hakeem Butler to name their first five rounds. I think they did great, but don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's a team that has a lot of holes, and we'll, I'm curious to see where they go going forward with the new coaching staff. And we know that they'll probably have an air raid offense. They will. That offensive line is terrible, though, Jerry. I heard you name a lot of receivers and you know guys like that they drafted, but... Who's going to protect Kyler Murray? Yeah, that that's kind of my biggest thing is is he was a scrambler who hasn't learned how to scramble in the NFL and get down. So you put him behind one of the worst offensive lines, and he's already your day one starter, and he's small. Like, we've already seen it. Even the bigger quarterbacks have a hard time getting down. Why is Cam Newton always beat up? Because Cam Newton thinks that he can take on anybody. Cam Newton's 50 pounds heavier than Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. if Kyler Murray doesn't learn how to get out of bounds or get down, he's going to get destroyed behind that Arizona offensive line. And then if you look how you said, okay, well, I want some offensive line. They didn't address that till the seventh round. Joshua Miles <laughs> out, of Morgan, out of Morgan State. Imagine this. On offensive tackle, uh, Lamont G- uh, G- uh, Gillard, sixth round center. So those are the two guys. Other than that, they ended up getting three wide receivers. So they were drafting for Kyler Murray. They wanted yeah. to give him weapons, and hopefully he can have that. And hopefully David Johnson can get back to his. He can get a be a thousand thousand guy like they were. They're trying to project him to be, and it's just. It's scary. It's scary to to think going forward that you're about to have you took that big of a risk. Let's not forget that they they swapped three picks last year to get Rosen. Yeah. Let's not forget that now Miami gets Rosen going forward to I believe six millions will get over the next three years. Yeah. I mean Miami's financially that Rosen trade's a great who, deal for them. Who really won? Yeah. Who, who really won here? Because Miami. I mean, he they get the. 
the young quarterback turning turning 22 in February. Imagine that. Six million in salary over the next three seasons and only cost them a low second round pick, a 2025th round pick. Just a great bargain for them. You don't say this very often, but good job, Miami Dolphins. That I like that. You know, it's don't wait till next year. You found a good quarterback here at a great bargain. Roll the dice, see if he can play. Do you believe that? Because a lot of people thought that 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 the motto in Miami was tanking for Tua. It, yeah, I think a lot of the shines come off him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. You yeah. know I, how quickly things change, yeah. right? No doubt about it. So I, th- I think they're like, hey, we'll we'll give Rosen a shot, and I think it's the right move. And going forward, just to with with uh, with Rosen now in Miami, look how that division sets up with Darnold, uh, Allen, yeah. old school Brady, and then now you have him, and it, it's just it's crazy, right? To think that once Brady's out of that picture and they're going to have to have a young guy or you would think I don't think that they drafted one they you know took what I mean? one yeah but it's just crazy to think that everyone in that division is young and ain't no telling where it's going to go I think that's smart though it's you know play for the future because Brady's got one two more years tops so you know make your play now to invest in the future because who knows gonna who's gonna win that division going forward you know we don't know what's gonna happen after brady's gone the patriots may not win it every year anymore i I know that's crazy to think but i I think their time it's coming to an end thinking for the future is exactly what the sixth overall team to pick in this draft was uh, hoping to accomplish but a lot of people think that they did just the opposite of that. We'll talk about it when we get back. This is Monday Line, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. Get in on the fun, get in on the cats, get in on the dollars. We're here to, to try to print money on a Sunday. The wait is over. The Rockets, Warriors, we'll have that pick coming up. At Clutch City Cam, at Josh Jordan 97.5, our guy Brazilian Hector out there, and your guy Jerry Bo knows with a Z. The sixth pick with was something in this draft that that sent the, the social media world in turmoil. And that's because the Giants decided to make the take the to take the I guess the person that's gonna replace eventually one Eli Manning. But it wasn't the guy that the New York media and fans were hoping for. Daniel Jones was selected with the sixth overall pick. What was your first reaction? Epic fail. <laughs> yeah, that summed it up right there. It. I had him mocked to the Giants with their, their second pick in the round. I had him at 17 because, look, Daniel Jones isn't a guy that I love. But, you know, from every – if you pay attention at all, every insider was saying the Giants – they loved Daniel Jones, and they were going to take him. They they viewed him as the best quarterback. So, so we knew that 
we knew that ahead of time. So that's why I mocked him to him. I did not see them taking him at six, though, Jerry. But that does tell me they love the guy, right? They take him at six. According to Dave Gettleman, though, he was 100% sure that he was going to get taken before that next pick. So he said, my, my move was now. It's weird because we heard the Redskins say they loved him, too. And I think the, that's kind of shocking to me. I, I, I didn't think there would be another team that saw him as highly as the Giants saw him. So if, if the Giants you know, wanted to take him there and, and knew that other teams liked him, then you, know, you get your quarterback, right? If, if you love a guy and you're sure about him, you take him, especially if he's a quarterback. So that's what they did. And apparently they weren't the only people that liked him. The Redskins really liked him too. I think the Redskins did really well, though, with their draft. And you know, this year was kind of different, right? The, the, their owner, uh, you know, Daniel Schneider, he decided to take over the draft this year. And... I don't think he did that bad a job. You get Haskins at pick number 15. You get your future quarterback. Nice pick, right? And getting Montez Sweat at the 26th pick in the first round, man, that was a great steal. He's a really nice pass rusher that a lot of people had going Misdiagnosed, early. though. That's what it was. Right. And then, was that what, the day before, they waited like the day of? Yes. No, it, we were joking. He's, his heart's perfectly fine when everybody was running from him. I hate how they do that to these kids. They do. But, you know, doctors are like anybody. Sometimes they mess stuff up, too. And uh, if you want to be a big Montez Sweat fan, why don't you go watch him in the one-on-one drills against your new Houston Texans left tackle, Titus Howard. Um, let's just say uh, he blew right through him and put him right on his back. And, oh, he's uh, a monster. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, man, don't watch that clip, <laughs> Texans fans, of Titus Howard going up against Montez Sweat because he just destroys him. Now, of course, there's some other clips where he holds his own. But anyway, I, I thought that was a really nice pick. So way to go, Redskins. Usually they're pretty poor, and I find it funny. Daniel Snyder's like, oh, screw this. I'm taking over the draft this year. And, man, he got some really nice picks. He you know, picked up Bryce Love, the running back out of Stanford, in the fourth round. I, I think that was a nice pick, too. And you just get the feeling he's sitting there with, like, you know, like Lance's or Daniel Jeremiah's, you know, list of top prospects. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's like me and you, you know, putting a draft board together. But he did a good job, and he did it in real life. So I thought that was a great job. And, you know, the, the Bryce Love pick's interesting, right? Because, and we could talk about this a little bit from a fantasy perspective, right, too, because they still have Geis, who they picked up last year at running back. Adrian Peterson's still on the roster. So all of a sudden, you know, the Redskins, are, they're looking pretty good at running back. So I like those picks. And, and speaking of uh, Darius Geist, did you see him going on a, a Summer Ray's Instagram account? She's one of these Instagram models. that She's got 20 million followers, Bro, Jerry. have you seen her? Oh, my God. I've oh got it pulled up right in front of me. Bro, she's, uh, Jerry. The thirst trap is real with this how many one. How many followers does she have? 20 million. 20 million in one now. Yeah, 20 million. I'm following. <laughs> Jump well, on, Jerry. might have more. <laughs> 20 million and two. Do I hear three? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm all in. I'm going to go to Instagram right now. Yeah, it's 20 million, 20.6 is what she has following her. And Darius Guys from the Redskins keeps, you know, shooting his shot and, and hitting her up with, like, pick the day we get married. And, you know, just all these random things. And it's pretty funny because some dude tweeted or uh, got on Instagram and hit him back and been like, she'd been with everybody, bro. And then he hit back, you know, bleep, add me to that list. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of with him there. If You know, if you're kind of bored at work or, or whatever later today, go ch- go check out Summer Ray's Instagram. It's uh, it, it's worth checking out. But, no, I thought that was really funny that uh, the, the guy, he doesn't care, man. He's shooting his shot. And, you know, why not? She She's gorgeous, guys, so no surprise there. But, but I thought that was pretty funny. Like, eh, she's been with everybody. <laughs> I don't care. You know, let me be that next to everybody. Now let's think about the Redskins and what they have back there in that in that backfield because they got four guys that have torn ACLs now because Chris Thompson did it in right. in college. So you got Thompson, guys, yes. Love, and Peterson, all that have had gimpy knees at one point or another. And it's, it's just... I guess that you can't have too much uh, talent back there, but it's just... I, I'm curious to see who's going to come out of this because I won't... What would guys have been last year without that injury? He was going to be a bell. We wouldn't have got to see Adrian Peterson flourish. Right. No, I, I think they're just covering their bases, right? They're, they're just adding a lot of, you know, Adrian Peterson's got maybe one more year. You know, Thompson is hurt every year. So I think they're they're just adding to the position some competition. And I think Gruden wants to run the ball a little bit more. And, you know, you got Case Keenum and maybe Haskins. We don't know if he's going to start right away. I think they, they want to run the ball, so th- they keep adding to that depth and for fantasy it's going to be a little complicated right because we're you know you think guys will eventually be the dude but right now it, it you know kind of looks like it's going to be a, a messy committee at this point so you know, that that's kind of tough for fantasy and we'll get into that too and the draft impacts fantasy in a big way where all these receivers and running backs go but you know i think it's going to be kind of adrian peterson to start the year and then we'll see how it goes from there and speaking of young divisions how does that division look now with the with the with Haskins, Wentz, Dak coming up. I mean, th- those are young guys, right? Absolutely. It's, you know, I was going to say the Cowboys are probably going to run away with the division. I-, I think the Eagles could give them some competition. If, you know, if Carson Wentz is healthy, but we haven't seen that in a couple years. So, but the division's changing, man. And I think there's been a lot of drafting that's been pretty good. I, I don't love what the Giants did in the draft, but I like what the Redskins did. Cowboys addressed some needs, but you know they didn't have a first round pick. You know with the the Amari Cooper deal, but it's so funny. Remember, we killed the Cowboys for at least a lot of people did for that Amari Cooper trade, right? Like he's not worth a first round pick, and Jerry Jones is he's a dumbass. And and now you look, is there any receiver in the first round this year that you think is better than Amari Cooper? No, that's, no, it, 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 people. Uh, over overreact yeah it's an overreaction type of world now and it's it's like let's slow down and let's think of this and then when the people would look at the we'll look at the wide receiver class coming in well okay let's look at them yeah any of those guys amari cooper hell no i'm so curious to see what jake asman has to say this next segment if you have any kind of questions go ahead and tweet them over text them over or you can give us a call we'll get you on and see what jake asman has to say we uh we're gonna be able to fire off texans we'll be able to fire i want to know like i said about the jadavian clowney was there any truth to that and what was the feel being there because you know being there you hear more you hear more there and i want to know if there was actually any truth to it or were they just pulling pulling arms all right we're about to find out we'll have jake on after the break you're listening to Moneyline. we'll be right back Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.